Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios, with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. Needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you were. Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphis and also host of the Jeff Calkins Show 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? I'm good. I woke up, you know, scraping ice off my windshield this morning, and now I'm walking around outside across town. Nice, sunny day. All is good. Yeah, what was up with the snow last night? Do we, do we, do we have an answer on that? That was, that was strange. <laughs> it was shocking. Took the pups for a walk at night. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then, uh, yeah, we had to... I had to scrape my windshield this morning, so uh, hopefully we won't have a lot more of that nonsense. All right, now we're going to put Super Bowl 58 in the, uh, in the rear view um, after yep. this, but uh, I can't convince my wife to do one thing for me, yet the Super Bowl can convince uh, the su- uh, people in the United States to uh, – 123.4 million people, 202.4 million do- uh, people at its peak to do the exact same thing. It's nuts. 61% of the population watched. I'm not surprised by that. But I want to ask you this, right? Uh, your 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 oh, elders. I want, to stop, I want to stop with the math here. There's 340 million Americans. Mm-hmm. How is 123 million, 60 something percent? 202.4 million is what I was speaking on. The peak. I'm, I'm speaking on the peak. Oh, at the peak. Yes. I see. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Now, now what's the you're, you're elder to me. I want like I want to talk about shared experiences. Is this the last one we really have? Like I know that it used to be award shows, Golden Globes, Oscars, that type of thing. That that's sort of gone. Like is this is is this the last one? The true last one we have in the United States. Shared televised experiences. Yes. I mean, we have we have Where everybody you know, is have, sitting on their couch doing the exact same watching thing. watching the same thing. Um, 
I suppose it's true that this is the last thing that we all, if, you know, I mean, we all still celebrate, not we, all of us, but a lot of us celebrate Christmas together and a lot of us, you know, do similar things or celebrate Thanksgiving together. Um, and so there are shared experiences and not televised experiences. But in terms of sitting on the couch, watching the same thing, um, I can't think of, you know, Olympics used to be that. And right. we'll see what it's like in Paris. Um, you know, I, Olympics are, I always used to believe that everyone leading up to the Olympics would say, I'm not going to care about the Olympics. I don't care. And then they start and everyone's watching. You know, they're watching Kerry Strug stick the landing or whatever else, you know. So the Olympics used to be a shared national viewing experience. We'll see how that turns out this summer. Um, you know, elections in a way are a shared national experience. We'll have one of those this fall. Um, and whether everyone will be watching, it'll be watching different channels. I think that right. would be yeah, a that's, that's shared experience. I don't, I don't think the state of the union is by anyone. No one watches that, but, um, but election night was sort of a, but yeah, it's uh, sports has a way of doing that. And it's partly because, I mean, some of it's just the way, the way we consume things. If you want to watch, you know, white Lotus, I'll watch it at a different time than you watch it, who, you know, a different time than Connor watches it, whatever else. Whereas here sports, you can only wa- only watch it contemporaneously as it unfolds, and so if you're going to do it and enjoy it, you have to do it that way, and so it is a shared experience, and that's why it's also a shared advertising experience. Like, it's the only time advertisers can get us all together in one place to, you know, tell us to buy the new brand of Doritos. So, yeah, I don't yeah. know that it's a great binding bonding national experience, but... I thought it was fun, and yeah, I, I, I talked to the downtown Rotary Club today, and and I think I think most people fundamentally, it's commercial and it's all this stuff and it's overdone and it's, but I think it's a fun, it's a fun, how many hours? Four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Now we we talked about the uh, advertisements yesterday. Have you gotten your uh, your Dunkings uh, 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 jumpsuit sweatsuit? Did you see that they, uh, they that, that, that advertising must have worked out because they have sold out. Dunkin' Donuts has sold out their jumpsuits. You- I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand who would buy that except to say you have it, right? I don't yeah. really, like, um, I did. It is funny, though, how it works. Like, I don't even know what I was clicking through today when I saw outtakes from, and maybe you've seen it, outtakes of, of Brady. When and, they're, throw, they're, uh, they're, they're throwing the yeah. football, right? When they're throwing the football, yeah. right. And Affleck is throwing the football. And, uh, and, and, uh, what's his name? Will, uh, what the hell is his name? Goodwill Hunting. What's his name? Matt Damon is throwing yes. the football. And they keep, you know, missing, throwing, trying to throw it through a donut. And Tom Brady, of course, every single throw. You don't think they edited that, do you? They you say, I love, I love how they say it was outtakes. It clearly was a, that was, that was not an outtake at all. No, I mean it's just it's continuing to build on the on you know what they're doing. I think it's I think it's brilliant and uh, and it does it it makes you feel a certain kind of way about what kind of product Dunkin' Donuts is. You know, like if you have Dunkin' Coffee, it just is different. Yeah, and and so. Um, yeah, I don't know that I continue to live much in that advertising world. I haven't thought much <laughs> about it since, but I did see that the 
that the jumpsuits or whatever they were, the tracksuits were sold at. That's kind of ridiculous, though. It'll be a one time. I saw my I saw my man. Everybody's favorite Darren Rovell had his. So there's that a real small one. I'm assuming for him. But um, moving on, I want to talk a little bit of Grizzlies. They've lost nine straight. Likely going to lose eleven straight before the uh, before the All Star break. But we have something to root for. How about this? Vince Williams Jr. in the Rising Stars game this oh, Friday, eight p.m. About the lottery. I thought you were talking about the lottery. Oh, we, can, we can get to that in a second. I've always had something to root for. But, yes, I think Vince Williams in the Rising Stars game is a – it's another – you know, it's another sort of – I mean, I, will you root for him in the Risings, I guess? Of course. I, him, I, I think it's nice Absolutely. that he's in there. It's mostly that it's nice that he's in there, right? I mean, it's a reward for him to have made it. It's another um, indication that the front office, which has been much pilloried for its draft selections recently – uh, made a prudent choice, even if it was their fourth swing on that draft night. And so, um, yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool that he's made it. Yeah, and then the how about the lottery? They can they can ca- they can catch the Hornets, I think, and the uh, well first no, first first the, the Blazers. I think that the Hornets won two in a row and they just beat the Grizzlies. And I don't think the Grizzlies are going to be any level of competitive after the All Star break. I mean, yeah, you may be bringing back Desmond Bain yeah, and and, and Marcus the Smart. Are- the Grizzlies have won 18 games. I think the the Portland, which is the Grizzlies are sixth from the bottom. 15. They've won Portland 15. is fifth from that. They're 15. And the Hornets like at 12? What are the Hornets at? You're not going to catch yes, the Hornets. Yes, but they, they've won two in a row. They're turning it all around. You, <laughs> you're dreaming big. I mean... Uh, they, they Let's did. Not, I don't think we can discount the fact that the Grizzlies have lost nine straight, and it's likely. I mean, they're they're playing the Rockets, then the Bucks before the All Star break. I think that that's going to be eleven. I think we're going to be looking at eleven straight before the All Star break, and I don't know when that skid stops. They don't. I mean, we we have Lamar Stevens and Utah playing massive minutes. You think they've got Detroit Pistons potential? Is that what you're talking about here? No, I don't know about that. Now we're now now you're going too far. That's eight. They're going to win a game. They're going to win a game. They're gonna, they will win games here and there. It'll be interesting to see when Jaron starts playing less. Right? That will be interesting to see. Um, but Kennard's going to hit some shots some night. Gigi's going to go off some night. Um, you know, Jaron has continued to be really good. Um, another 22 last night. Um, so I, I don't like their. Listen, I, I'd be happy if they. I'd be happy if they got the Hornets. I am all for the draft pick at this point, but um, I, I don't like their chances. What about the Blazers, though? Catch the Blazers. Yeah, 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 Jeffrey. I didn't believe they could when we first started talking about this about three weeks ago, but I think they can now. They play the Blazers, and I think that game is here, maybe. And so, who knows? Two games in a um, row here. It'll be a back to back, start in March. Two games in a row against the yep. Blazers here. Yep. Yeah, that's tough when it's here. It's easier to mail it in when it's on the road, right? Although this team, of course, worse at home, right? They played twenty-five games at home and won five of them. That's yeah. staggering. Yeah, but I, staggering I, the, the Blazers still have exactly. I mean, I, I, they have just about what they need right this second to beat the Grizzlies. <laughs> like the Grizzlies have nothing right this second. They have nothing besides Jaron, who's playing at a high level, and, and Vince. Sure, I, I, he keeps adding they to have, his they bag. Have Luke, they have Vince, they have Jaron. I'm not saying they're good. They stink, <laughs> but they can win a game occasionally. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, they have. They went through a period where they did win a game occasionally, right? And it was with this group. But then, like, Scoot, Scoot and Anthony Simon's probably going to be back on the floor by the time we get to March. Scoot's been terrible. I know, but they still have something to play for with him. They're going to put him out there for right. extended yeah. minutes, and he could right. be good. I mean, he's been very up. He's been very down for the, the most part, the but up and part, down. The sad part of this, of course, is that, I mean, this is what we're, <laughs> this is what we're left to talk about, right? Yeah. There is really... The truth is, is there is nothing interesting left in the Grizzlies season. And it felt like when Zach Kleiman gave that press conference Friday, it felt like an end-of-the-year press conference, didn't it? Like, here's what we're going to do. Like, well, we got to find a center and, you know, draft pick and whatever else. It's just, I mean, we can, we can fool ourselves. And, and I'm not actually, although I am, in, you know, rooting for the draft pick, I'm not particularly invested in it just because of the nature of the draft and because their position is pretty much locked in within two or three slots of where they are. So I can, I can work up some enthusiasm for it, but not much. I can work up some, I mean, it's the rising stars game. Sure. I guess I can work up some enthusiasm for it, but not much. I think, you know, I can, I I, I like the fact that Vince Williams is setting a career high in assists. And I think obviously he won't do that when the, when the team is, healthy because he won't be called upon to do it. But I think it shows that he has the court vision, you know, to be able to be someone who could effectively move the ball in the context of a better team. So that's promising. And then, you know, hopefully this GG stuff yeah. will what, prove to be a blip. What, what do you think? What do you think about it? I'm not going to go. I don't think you, I, if I know you well enough, you're not going to go full hot take on this, but a little bit concerning, I guess. He's had four fines, and now he's got the suspension for a game for a violation of team rules. He is 19 years old, though. I, I, I think I have some confidence that he can figure it out as this, as this whole thing uh, moves, moves forward. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, it is a little concerning, I think. I mean, but in the same way, I said this this morning, and I, I don't, I don't want to be accused of hot-takenness or whatever, but to a much smaller extent, you looked at Ja once upon a time, and you're like, wait, why didn't you learn your lesson? You've, you were suspended, you lost a vast amount of money, and, you know, you, 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 you're, you put yourself in, in, in an incredibly compromising position, sort of national humiliation, um, you know, photos of you in the strip joint with money, like every, like it was, it was ugly, right? Mm-hmm. And you did it again. Like, what happens to learning your lesson? And for Gigi, here's the truth: like, Gigi became a second round pick because of immaturity issues at South Carolina, right? That's why he fell into the second round. He did not have a good year at South Carolina. He had maturity issues at South Carolina. He then comes to Memphis, and by his own admission. He was earlier fined four different times, he said, yep. um, and had a talking to with Zach Kleiman. Then he gets a new contract and does it again. So um, it does, again, mildly concerning. Like, when are you going to learn? Now, I think it's appropriate that the Grizzlies are doing something, and obviously he's only missing one game, so it wasn't a particularly significant um, issue. And honestly, the guy is so damn charming and self-effacing when he right. talks. Yeah. It's hard to do other than you know anything other than just saying, "Ah, cut it out, Gigi." You know, <laughs> yes, like exactly. He's so damn charming. But is it mildly concerning? Yes, it's mildly concerning. Of course, it is. Um, it, it would be if it were the second time. I go the third time, but now we know he's already been 
fined multiple times and been talked to. Um, on the other hand, he literally just turned 19. Yes. And so, Some of the things, um, though, like during the draft process, they talked about a vape on a team plane. And that's a, that's part of the reason they later right. like it could be a bunch well, of different things you. that just don't really don't really bother me Were, that much. Weren't there people who you played with who were habitually, you know, late screwing yeah, up, 100%. doing what violating team rules? Yes. And was there any like how how did you? As I'm going to guess, you mostly obeyed team rules. How did you feel about that? And then, by the way, was there any correlation with those players and how it turned out for them? You know what I mean? Like, um, or was it? Some learned their lesson, some didn't. Um, I'll say this though: like, I think Gigi Jackson falls into uh, the line of some of my some of my teammates that I had that okay, maybe would not sort of follow the rules, wouldn't show up on time, those type of things. But they're still so damn good that you ignore those things right. along the way. That's right. where he and fits and in. It didn't, it didn't get in the way of that. It didn't get in the way of how job. good they were. Now, I do think the, the long-term concern is things like this getting in the way and you not reaching your peak of what you actually can be. That's the concern I would have, is if you're showing up perpetually late. I, I was always told how you do one thing is how you do everything. And if, if you're late, if you're, you know... Vaping on the it team plane. It's, it's funny you, know? you say that, and yet then there's Allen Iverson. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like, it was pretty, like, some people are just good enough that they don't have to, you know, be Pete Rose and run out every ground, you know what I mean? Like, run out every ground, of course, you got other corners. But, but like, then the some, argument would be, what if they did? <laughs> what if, what if, right. what if Allen Iverson had the Kobe mentality? What yeah, if, but you you here's the point. You take it. Like you take what he was. Yes. yes no, I'm with you. That what he you can lament what he didn't become, but you still take what he was. And and I'm not saying at all as it pertains to Gigi. But here's the truth. It's not just that he at South Carolina, it's not just that he violated team rules and it was immature. He wasn't good. <laughs> you know, like and so that is the concern. Is 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 there some some link between Minding your P's and Q's, as he put it, um, and actually, you know, reaching your reaching your full uh, potential on the court. So, listen, I think it's obviously whatever. It's not. It's one game. It's not the end of the world. And uh, and and I'm glad the Grizzlies are doing what they're doing because it obviously shows they're taking it seriously. And I'm sure he will and, be apologetic, and he'll say he screwed up, and he'll look very charming as he did it, and hopefully he won't do it again. And then the the fact that they gave him a contract for four years tells me that they they have some right. they have some hope he can he can figure this out. But once he gets into his twenties, because he's not there, he's I, not I think that's a very good point. Yes, if they were really concerned about it, they would not have given him a guaranteed deal at this point. They could have waited, you know, weeks and given him a deal. It is weird, as Chris Harrington pointed out. They made him available for the shoot-around yesterday. He was one of the players who talked, and then he didn't play. So you wonder about the timing of the of the rules violation here. It would have been that? Did they did they announce it after shoot-around? Well, they yeah. I mean, yeah. they didn't announce it till till so it would have been the game. And so, so was the violation I think, after? Like I think I think I think, it, I think it's fair to assume that it may have been right after that. 
right after yeah. he spoke with him. I think it all probably unfolded after. <laughs> you know, sometime between shoot-around and the game time is when the rules violation either occurred or came to light. All right, now I uh, we're talking about uh, young guys with, with a lot uh, going into the future that could become um, superstars or stars. Victor Wimanyama last night. I, I said it off the top of the show. I am I am getting myself used to the thought of Victor Wimanyama being an MVP, the Spurs being a potential champion. I know they're a long way from that. They only have, what, 11 wins this year. But triple-double, 27, 14, 5, 10 blocks is where he got his triple-double from. 10 for 14 from the field, 2 for 4 from 3, a 23-point win over the Raptors. It's 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 strange. I, I said, you know, if you take away his offensive game, he's still got Defensive Player of the Year upside on the defensive end. If you take away his defensive game, he still has MVP upside on the offensive end. It's it's unreal, and I think we have to get used to the the idea of him being the face of the NBA going forward. We just have to get used to it. Well, and it makes you, you know, obviously it's incredible to watch. Um, it does make you then wonder. Like, how is this? But at some point when Jordan came along, right, no one else else was winning titles. (laughs) You're right. Like, you could be really good in Utah, or you could be really good at the Suns, or you could be really good, but you weren't winning titles because there was a monster (laughs) who was Michael Jordan who was winning the titles. And at some point, you wonder when, you know, when B will be that when he will just be the person who takes all the titles because he does look like he can be that kind of player. It is amazing how good he is and how woeful they are still right now. Right, right? now, some of that he plays limited minutes, and obviously he's just learning and – and, uh, and Greg know. Popovich has not put this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum 
of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Spotlight on them on the offensive. No. They're still drawing up things for Devin Vassell and Jeremy Sohan. That's <laughs> still what's happening. Right, and he did what he did last night in 29 minutes. You know, I mean, that's winning is not a priority. You and I had this discussion earlier. I don't think it matters. I don't. It wouldn't bother me as a Spurs fan that winning isn't a priority at this point, because um, it's going to be. This wasn't the year. This wasn't the year when they were going to um, be winning anything of consequence. Um, in two years, like when will? When do you think the Spurs will be up there with who are we going to say the Thunder? And hopefully the Grizzlies and whoever else, whether Denver's like, when are they gonna? Two to they two gonna to three years, two to three years, more on the three end, I'd say, when they can actually emerge. With probably not, ne- not next year. They won't definitely be, not they won't that. Be the next year, eh, I think that's a they'll little make, early, but I can see it. Playoffs. In two years, they'll make the playoffs, certainly, right? Okay, I I, I can uh, I'd say more toward the play in or the you know five yes, six spot, yes. but yes. I think I can get it because they're going to have another high pick this year, and they're going to probably work on that roster this offseason pretty heavily. They're not just going to sit yeah, at some on point. Hands. At some point, they'll care about winning and they'll care about putting real players around them, and and that'll be the priority, other than just logging minutes, learning the game, and getting a higher pick, which is clearly what the what the what the emphasis is now. Yeah, but part of me is kind of sick of the fact that they're still drawing things up for Jeremy Sohan and, and Devin Vassell. It's like at some point, I just want to see. Just unleash Victor Wimbanyama. Let it. Let us see it. Let us see it, Pop. Stop worrying about. Stop worrying about. Stop worrying about taking the spotlight off of him. It's there anyway. Yeah. I, again, it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Um, if I were a Spurs fan, it would not bother me in the slightest. I want the pick. I want him to get minutes. I'm. I know he will be great. I know he will be an MVP. I don't really care. Okay. I hear you. I hear you. Now, um, final thing here: Tigers going up on Thursday. They're going to be playing North Texas by Sunday. What? What? I mean, what do you expect to be like? What state do you think the Tigers will be in by Sunday at North Texas, at uh, SMU after that game? Like, what are you expecting? I know you're not. You don't like to do be the biggest on projections. No, the question is, how do we know? Like, I, I. What's amazing to me is I thought it was really bracing today to see that not only in Lenardi are they not the first four out. They're not the next. They're not next. Next four out, and it yeah. shows. Um, it shows the damage that they've done, and the work that they have to do. Now, the good news is, this week is an opportunity, right? I mean, this is this week is a real opportunity to get wins that will look good and that will move you, you know, maybe even back to the right side of the bubble. So that's the good news. I don't know how you could, in terms of what I expect. If you were offering me $1,000, if I could tell you how, what they'll do in the next two games, I would say they'll split them, right? Don't, I mean, isn't that, the, isn't that the, the, fair, the, the reasonable thing to predict? So if you ask what I expect, I expect them, I expect them to split because they're a good team. But it's hard to win on the road. We just saw that from Kansas, getting destroyed on the road. Oh, 33, 33 AP top 10 teams have lost to unranked teams on the road. So it's not it, – it's a, it's a good bit of business if you're Memphis and you can go to North Texas and SMU and win those games. Not at all impossible. 
same team has beaten Clemson and Virginia and you know Texas A&M. It's certainly not impossible. But if you're asking me, do I expect them to go two and zero? No, and I think <laughs> they're and I think they're too good to go zero and two. I just think they are. And so what I expect is a split, one and one, and we'll be you know exactly in the two. same spot we're at right yeah. this second. But I kind of think I do kind of think the fact that they aren't even the next eight out puts a fine point on how one and one is just not good enough. You know, they mm-hmm. really, they really, they, to, in order to, to reinsert themselves, you know, back to where they want to be. Two wins over Florida Atlantic. If they, if they go one and one, they probably have to win both of Florida Atlantic games. right? Yeah. So, um, I mean, what do you, don't you expect if I asked you, oh, and two, one and one or two and oh, would you say one and one, one and one yeah. reasonable down the middle. Fair two and O's being way too way too hype about what we've seen the last three games. O and two is being you know way you're 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 just you're you're staying negative for the sake of being negative. Right. I won't be surprised. I mean, I won't be astonished if they go two and O. That that won't astonish me. I'll be like, yeah, that's the team I saw earlier this year. They certainly have it in them, and it's not like North Texas and SMU are, you know, are are UNLV at their peak. You know, so. Um, certainly reasonable, certainly possible, certainly doable. Um, and you can make an argument that they've been, you know, when were they, have they been at their best? They were at the best when they knew that every game was going to be a battle, right? In that non-conference, I think partly what bound them together was knowing that they had no choice but to be together, right? Mm-hmm. Like they didn't start to fray until, uh, it, it seems like we, we don't have to take the game seriously. Yeah, uh, you know, and so they were absolutely at their best when they sort of had no choice. When all they were worried about was the team across from them, not the, not not what was happening in their locker room. So I think you can look to that and say, well, here they are again. That's sort of um, where they are again, and therefore we will see the same team that we saw in the non-conference schedule that we started to get a hint of, uh, you know, here in these last few games, and that's a team that can absolutely. Go beat North Texas in SMU. Yeah, I still don't get the North Texas metrics, though. They're, what, four spots down in the net? They're 13 and 10, and they're a spot below Memphis in the American Athletic Conference standings, and they're only four less in the net. I, just, I, I don't, again, it's, it's just metrics have confused me all year, but that's another example of it. But, Jeff, I appreciate it, man. Thanks okay, for having on. We'll do it again tomorrow. That is Jeff Calkins from the Jeff Calkins Show from 9 to 11 right here on 92.9 FM ESPN. You can also follow his work at the Daily Memphian. He is the columnist over there, um, and he is on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Now, this is your last chance. We are, we are coming up on it. All locations will be open for Robert Irwin Jewelers on Valentine's Day. Last chance to get a dozen fresh roses and a box of chocolates free with your purchase of $99 or more while supplies last. They have the Diamond Essentials I have to point you in the direction of. It's a classic collection of crafted diamond solitaire earrings, pendants, and bracelets featuring perfectly matched diamonds with excellent proportions to ensure you get a bigger and brighter sparkle. Those prices start at $549. Love Bright Diamond Collection. Collection of uh, uh, rings, necklaces, earrings, bracelets, all crafted to feature a one High-performance, large center diamond surrounded by a halo of eight diamonds providing three times the sparkle at half the price. They have stackable diamonds and gemstone bands. It creates layers and stacks of different shaped diamonds and gemstone bands. And uh, it, it will showcase her unique style and personality and mark and celebrate life's special moments starting at $279. And they also have a 24-karat gold trim rose. It's a real rose 
Carefully preserved, artistically arranged, and trimmed in 24-karat gold. That starts at $79. They have great gift ideas for Valentine's Day for any budget. They have bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Take up to 60 months to pay or get 12 months deferred interest with approved credit. They have five separate locations where you can go online at rijewelers.com. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin. Jewelers. Now it's time to take a trip around the National Football League. few things we need to discuss and some lingering issues from Super Bowl 58. That's going to be next. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Coon Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Kansas City Chiefs. We have some uh, some lingering issues we'll get to with the San Francisco 49ers in just a moment. Um, but this is, a, this is a positive spin on Taylor Swift. Um, Taylor Swift, during uh, Super Bowl 58, Business Insiders says she was on for 53 seconds of airtime. You know what that 53 seconds of airtime equaled for the NFL? Monetarily? Monetarily. $12.4 million. That's a lot. I don't know, dude. I was told there would be no math. It's nuts, though. Like, again, I I know people can get a little bit of annoyed with it. It may be a little bit too much, but she is a moneymaker for this league, and she will continue to be a moneymaker for this league. 53 seconds of Taylor Swift on a broadcast equaled $12.4 million. I don't know how that I don't I, I don't know how that works, but Business Insiders is telling us that. 53 seconds equals $12.4 million. Now let's get to the 49ers. The San Francisco 49ers. Okay, I don't even know where to start, so I guess I'll start with Brandon Ayuk. He's pissed off. He is not happy with the way things have gone. He was a 1,300-yard receiver. He was an all-pro, yet he only had three catches in the Super Bowl. His best friend took to Instagram and did a story and said, this is the exact reason why we are leaving San Francisco. Thank you, 49ers, for drafting my brother. We are forever grateful. But why does your all-pro... 1,300-yard receiver have three catches in the Super Bowl. His girlfriend was actually on TikTok and said, yeah, we're probably not going to be in Levi's Stadium for much longer. Brandon Ayuk seemingly, based on what we've seen, wants out. He is not happy with the 49ers. And I get that, you know, maybe the, the stink of this Super Bowl may wear off after some time. But right now, Brandon Ayuk's really mad. Also, We had 49ers offensive lineman, their right guard, John Feliciano, who got hurt during the game. He's beefing with his own damn teammate on Twitter, on X, formerly known as Twitter. What he said was, um, you know, they wouldn't have to worry about uh, a chop, uh, you know, a, a, a chop technique if they had the right guy on Chris Jones on that third and four in OT where Chris Jones came free. There was a couple of guys breaking wide open. One of them bring Brandon Ayuk, but they didn't have enough time. Brock Purdy didn't have enough time to deliver the ball to either Jawan Jennings or Brandon Ayuk on that situation because John Feliciano was out and uh, Spencer Burford, their backup right guard, was in and he did the wrong thing. He went the wrong way. So John Feliciano said that, you know, he went the wrong way. We should have had somebody on him. Spencer Burford came back and he said damn brother this is what i wake up to i can't believe it but get 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 well soon and uh now john feliciano has responded to spencer burford and he said sorry i was i woke up hungover and i was being a b 
He said I was being a B. Um, so he tried to take his, uh, his, you know, sorry. He tried to say sorry to Spencer Burford. But I don't know how well that's going to go over. But the 49ers are in shambles. Now, I want to I want to add on to the OT conversation. I'm not going to, you know, rid the 49ers of their evil because they clearly didn't understand that in the playoffs, this is the first time with the new playoff rules, where even if you score a touchdown when you come out, the other team has a chance for a rebuttal. Now, the Chiefs said even if the 49ers were going to score a touchdown, they would have gone for two to try to get over top. They didn't want the 49ers to get the ball back and be in sudden death situation. I... I I want to say something because I I was okay with the old NFL overtime rules. I think your defense needs to step up and make something happen. The new ones during the regular season where if you kick a field goal, the other team has a rebuttal. I like that. That's fine with me. But there's a couple of things that bother me about the way that that Super Bowl could have played out if the 49ers got got a touchdown. One, I think that when you're the team trailing and you're going second, It's the difference between having three downs for the first team that's up. They have three downs per set to go make something happen. The second team, if that team scores, you have four downs to deal with what you need to deal with. And you can come back. And also, they've they've limited it to ten minutes. The time constraint thing doesn't matter in 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 uh, in the overtime period. And I, I'm used to playing football where, you know, down and distance matters. Uh, the, the field and how wide it is, how long it is, it matters. It, it restricts you a little bit. And also the clock. And I heard Tiki Barber talking about this on WFAN. He's on Evan and Tiki uh, for them uh, in New York. And he said that the clock meaning nothing at the end of that game, you could have a 10-minute drive and just sort of end the game that way. I don't really like that. I, I just think it, it, it sort of takes the – like, why is the clock even out there if you can – Really just, it doesn't mean anything to you. It's not a constraint. It's just strange to me. I, overtime rules, I don't know if there's an easy answer to make them perfect. I think giving a, a team a uh, a redemption if, if the other team just kicks a field goal is fine. But both teams having an opportunity, even if the first team scores a touchdown, I just it's strange to me because it's three downs versus four downs. Uh, again, no perfect answer, but I, I, I don't like how that has played out over the years. The Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Hassan Reddick, I talked about it yesterday. They're, uh, the Eagles said that he could look for, him and his agent, look for a trade destination. And, you know, originally it was because apparently Hassan Reddick had asked for a uh, for a trade. He requested a trade. He comes out today and he says, no, I did not request a trade. I want to re-up here, but they have to pay the money to keep me here. I mean, he's had... Um, 15 and a half sacks two years ago, I think above 10 this year. He's a guy that really means something off the edge for him or for them. But he says he did not request a trade and he wants to stay in Philadelphia. So we'll see if they can figure that out as this goes along. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, this is this is very interesting. Adam Schefter was on Pat McAfee yesterday. And it was regarding the Steelers quarterback situation. They just let go of Mitch Trubisky, and this is where the question came from from Pat McAfee. They only have Mason Rudolph and uh, Kenny Pickett in, in their quarterback room right now. Adam Schefter says that they will look for another quarterback. And he went to sort of the notable names on the market at quarterback that are accessible for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ryan Tannehill came up. I think that would be fine, Um, especially if they run the ball and get into play action. We know Ryan Tannehill um, with our man Arthur. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Arthur Smith, who's now the new OC, that was a good fit in, in Tennessee for a while. Russell Wilson's one, eh, maybe a, a fair amount of money, but we'll see what happens there. But the third name he brought up is the most notable because he was, he was gung-ho on it. He said, Justin Fields. Justin Fields. Schefter said, quote, Mike Tomlin is a big fan of Justin Fields. We'll all keep that in mind during the offseason and the coming weeks. That was the end of his quote. Now, the market has reacted as far as gambling is concerned. On DraftKings right now, it looks like Justin Fields' next team, if you're going to go bet on it, the Bears are plus 200. But the Pittsburgh Steelers are minus 125 to be Justin Fields' new team. That's interesting to me. I, I am I my my antennas are up. That could be fun for them. A guy who could move out of the pocket, run a little bit, give them a different dimension to their offense outside of the running back run, who could sort of air it out downfield at least a tad bit. Maybe you could unlock a little bit more. I think Arthur Smith and him getting into some play action concepts, you could really sort of maximize his productivity. So keep an eye on that. It's Adam Schefter. He knows a lot. He's an NFL insider for ESPN. He told you to keep an eye on it. So absolutely think about Justin Fields in a Steelers uniform because that could be a possibility coming up here soon. I like it. I like it a lot. I like it. I, I want to see Justin Fields have some success, man. I think he's been – I think he has been inhibited by the people around him and the leadership he's had with the Bears. I agree. And it's unfortunate as hell. It's unfortunate as hell. But I think the Bears – if I'm the Bears – I know a lot of people like Justin Fields. If I'm the Bears, I'm starting over that quarterback clock. As much as I don't, I don't think Caleb Williams steps in and is any better than Justin Fields at this current moment, especially if the offense continues to be the same and you throw a bunch of screens. I know that they um, got rid of Luke Getze. But if you start over the quarterback clock, you don't have to pay a lot of money because you're going to have to re-up Justin Fields soon. I think that makes the most sense for where they need to head. I don't think the difference between Justin Fields and Caleb Williams is that big. Um, But I think Caleb Williams does have some upside, and we'll see if he can uh, get to it if he's in a Bears uniform. Now, let's go ahead and transition. We need to get up out of here. That has been our trip around the NFL brought to you by Longshot. Now we need to get to small talk. That is next. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is brought to you by Conway Services, reputable service available seven days a week. Now, the the halftime show for Super Bowl 58 has come into, uh, into question because Usher was wrapping up behind Alicia Keys, and people were saying, oh, I, you know, because she's married to Swizz Beats, if you didn't know that. And people said, oh, I wouldn't be able to handle that. I wouldn't be able to handle Usher hugging my lady from the back like that uh, on stage. Now, Swizz Beats has responded, and I thought he responded very meaningfully and very smartly, and I, and I respect it. He, he went on Instagram, and he said, 
Y'all talking about the wrong damn thing. Y'all don't see that amazing dress covering the entire stadium. Tonight's performance was nothing but amazing with two amazing giants. Congrats to Usher and my love, Alicia Keys. That song is a classic. We don't do negative vibes on this side. We make history. Go see Giants. And he, you know, he tried to sort of throw uh, more more uh, happiness their way. Um, I thought that was I thought that was nice. Now he may be a better man than a lot of uh, a lot of people in our in our in our audience and everything else, but. I have to say, I thought that was uh, I thought that was a fair response, considering all the negative vibes that have come out about about the halftime show and Usher wrapping up on a married woman. Yeah, I you know I think that's a great response from him. It's the exact opposite of what Kiki Palmer's man did, and we saw yes, what happened. And we to him. saw, and they're no longer Listen, together. At the end of the day, that man is married to Alicia Keys. And she was singing a song titled "My Boo" with Usher. And, and, Usher's also and Usher. What? We know, we know about Usher. Swizz Beats. So I think he's, he's, he's confident in his yeah, own skin. Pretty that's good. A, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. Overall, here's what I'll say: the jokes have been amazing. They're the hilarious. work husband stuff. All the memes have been fantastic. Yes. keep them going. But I respect that response from Swizz Beats. I think it's the correct response because at the end of the day, he is married to Alicia Keys. She also can. It's not but like let's, it's not let's like be honest, Usher as a man has say, some magical powers. Let's, you know, how about you trust your lady? Trust well, Usher your wife. may have magical powers. We don't know about that. Um, <laughs> but um, because some of the ladies at his show act different, <laughs> like I don't know, I don't know. I'm what just that saying, is. like, um, I would trust Alicia. It's, it's, I'll it's say a song this though, as a boom. man, as a man, you you got to feel some type of way seeing that. I like just so. like deep down, you don't have to outwardly say it, like like Kiki Palmer's man did way back in the day with here's, Usher. Here's the difference. But but if. You can say one thing. I know that deep down, Swizz probably felt a certain type of way. Probably. I bet in the moment he was like, hey, man. And then he probably thought about it for a second. And by thinking about it, I mean that check arrived for the halftime show. He said, <laughs> he goes, well, how much that was? How much was that check? That's the difference between the situation well, with Kiki well, Palmer, check, man. I don't know if the check's that big because halftime performance. I, I saw that Usher, Usher, Usher only got paid $671 for his Halftime, what? But There's no way. They, that's they, right. they they did they did say it's going to lead to a whole bunch of sales and everything else in streaming. He's going to make a bunch of money off streaming. It said six hundred seventy one dollars from what I saw earlier today. Yeah, really? Yes, that seems low. Go check it out. Look, you got a computer in front of you. Got Google. <laughs> Let's see. I, I don't think Super Bowl performers get paid all that much from the Super Bowl because they know that the streams are going to go up and they're going to get paid. Oh wow! Otherwise, see. Six? Is, am I right? Is that the right? No, figure? I'm just. I mean, I choose to believe you. You're okay. usually right on yeah. these things. So my wow was like, oh yeah, huh. yeah. But they they get paid off streams and everything else from the music they're playing at halftime because inevitably people go and download. I learn something new every day. But either way, I think it wasn't that big of a deal. I no, really don't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Now, um, in other news, I never thought that someone could get me on to Draymond Green's side. But Yusuf Nurkic has found a way to do that. Yusuf Nurkic and Draymond faced each other on Saturday night. The Warriors prevailed 113-112. Yusuf Nurkic didn't finish the game. And then after the game, he was talking about Draymond Green. And he was basically saying that Draymond Green didn't learn his lesson. He's still talking a lot of crap. He's getting technicals. Uh, it's, it's inevitable that he's going to have another um, another suspension. The last suspension he had was because he hit Yusuf Nurkic in the face, flailing around. Now, Yusuf Nurkic, after that game and that response, I thought was very idiotic. And 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 uh, Steph Curry said as much about the response that Yusuf Nurkic had. One, Draymond Green had one technical in that game because he got fouled and hacked and should have had an and one, and he argued with the official about it. The official had a quick trigger on the technical. And two, Yusuf Nurkic, the only reason he said that after the game is because Draymond Green... Beat him up and down the floor, got into his head, and he was frustrated. 
I never thought that in this moment I would be on Draymond Green's side about anything. But Yusuf Nurkic has found a way to make that happen. You mean that, yeah, it's uh, Yusuf Nurkic has a lot of things he needs to focus on other than Draymond Green. And you know, playing probably defense. About, well, just playing at the end of a game, staying yeah. on the floor, playing defense, considering he was supposed to be the quote-unquote defensive specialist that came in, same way we were told that the Suns have the best bench in the NBA. Um, yeah, he's a liability out there for the Suns, and he needs to focus on that instead and of Draymond Green. As of today, Yusuf Nurkic took to uh, X. He said, all good, bad boy, just don't stay long. Stay too long on the podcast. Going to be late for a therapy session talking about the NBA. Yusuf, he's um, whooped your ass multiple and times. And it's because Draymond, because Draymond had a full comment, you know, on his uh, on his uh, podcast about it, and then and then Draymond used that quote, tweeted it or quote xed it, re- reposted it, and said, "Tap in, spoke in depth about the three hundred pound softy that can't finish games." <laughs> Dang it, Draymond, he got him. Yeah, Point I hate Draymond. to say it, man. It, it Draymond's up. I hate Draymond's to say it, but point Draymond. One. Yes, 100%. There's no doubt about it. But let's go ahead and get to the third hour. We're going to go ahead and transition. And as is customary, every single Tuesday, we bring on Christian Fowler. We'll talk some Tigers, talk some Super Bowl. That's coming up next. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 